All right, everyone. Welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. On today's episode, we're continuing my side project of live commentary, live reaction to the Netflix docu-series Breakpoint that covers the tennis tours. Today's commentary is going to be a live reaction to episode 8, Fairy Tale in New York. The episode description is... After Serena Williams announces that this U.S. Open will conclude her tennis career, Tomlanovic manages mixed emotions ahead of facing the living legend. So let's get into it. This turn, this episode is going to cover the 2022 U.S. Open. Here we see Sloane Stevens doing something. It's the last time of the year, and you want to give it that last push and, and finish strong. The U.S. Open is definitely not my favorite major. Roland Garros, I think, has recently moved into the position of fourth place. U.S. Open would definitely be third. Then Wimbledon, then the Australian Open. It's, it's definitely the third worst slam. Or the, uh, the third best slam, rather. I'm ready to change my life story. And okay, the introduction screen break point. Fairy tale in New York. Let's see what we got. US Open 2022 progress. You'll never see it again ever. <laughs> I was going to tell you something bad about Paula, but maybe in the next series, Sabalenka uh, you're a player. <laughs> Security guy. You're a player, right? It's important to remember the people that work these events, they don't do tennis. They don't know who the tennis players are. We have cameras following the players around the, <laughs> around the uh, grounds here. You got who's who's in the crowd. We see Bill Clinton, Jerry Seinfeld. The energy and the amount of people you can feel the noise and now we have an overhead blimp shot of the site able to manage that because even if you think it's not gonna I've been to the US Open on several occasions 2004 I was at the second day of the Federer Agassi wind match Serena Williams Serena Williams Serena Williams Serena Williams. Serena Williams shocked the sports world today. Just a short time ago, Serena Williams announced she's retiring from tennis after this year's U.S. Open. If anyone can muster up the strength to win that... Go back and into the uh, Trips Tennis Talk archives. The second episode of the pod ever was an emergency pod reaction to Serena Williams' retirement announcement. It's actually the least downloaded episode as of now. June 24th when we're taping this. Go back and listen to that episode. Interesting to hear Tiafo's thoughts on Serena. Yep. Serena definitely has the LeBron level of cross-cultural appeal or appeal outside of sports. 
Now we're seeing a bunch of shots of Serena. Shout out to Venus Williams who won a match this week uh, on grass. If she's playing her best, no one can beat her. Round one, 128 women, 128 men. One down, Tiafo says. Taylor Fritz is riding in on a helicopter, maybe? If there's any tournament. He's on a helicopter. He lost to uh, Tracy Austin's kid here, didn't he? Holt? In the first round? That was unfortunate. on American tennis to have that next Grand Slam champion, to have the next great American. We've been talking about the next set of great players for a long time, and I think that that's a blessing. The last American to win a... Grand Slam in men's singles was Andy Roddick at the 2003 U.S. Open. The last American man in a Grand Slam singles final was Andy Roddick, 2009 Wimbledon. 20 years at the end of this year. That is paralyzing. No one is measured up. Fans gave Roddick a lot of crap at the time for how he acted and the results that he had, but nobody has come close to what he's done since Roddick left. Perhaps we should have been more grateful for Andy Roddick. Taylor Fritz versus Brandon Holt. Taylor Fritz and Brandon Holt, the qualifier. 
This is Brandon Holt's first ever. I wonder what Brandon Holt has done since this match. Let's look him up. Currently ranked 198. Age 25. Yeah, he got a win here. Over, he qualified. Uh, got a win over the world number 12. As you guys are going to hear in the background here. But since then, let's see. I wonder how many top 100 wins he's had since then. Let's see. He had a win over number 100, Radu Albot, in Aussie qualifying this year. That's about it. Yeah. So, Brandon Holt hasn't really done anything at the tour level since he won this match. It's so Netflix much. curse, man. I can't think properly on the court. I can't strategize properly. I can't make the right decision. As I've said before on this series, Fritz is a bit of a choker. In the car, when they were showing him with his girlfriend a minute ago, the look in his face, he looked uncomfortable. He looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. And there is the set to the young man making his tour level debut, Brandon Holt. Bit of an upset in the books right now. I'm playing too much not to lose. Not playing enough to win. If you're scared to lose, then that's where things fall apart. And a match point for Brandon Holt. Brandon Holt, undoubtedly the biggest win of his tennis career, takes out number 10 seed Taylor Fritz. People actually had me as like one of the favorites to win the event. I believed it. It's always really tough when you have really like you put a lot of expectations on one specific tournament. You know how I always say like I don't like doing that. I like to just play every tournament like it's the same. The reality is obviously it's not the same. It's like there's there's four tournaments that are substantially more important than all the other ones. So, you know, that sucks, but, uh, just, just a shit match. This is all stuff that we've seen in various permutations over the last seven hours of this show.
it's it's various permutations of disappointment in the locker room, reflection to the cameras, or triumph in the locker room, triumph to the cameras. Breakpoint is out of tricks. Serena Williams versus Donka Kovinich. Yeah. That, the media, the, the cultural environment around these matches, it was something else. I didn't cover that here on the pod. I was busy with real life at that time. But it was... It was an impossible situation for anyone to manage. It was an impossible situation for Serena to manage, I'm sure. And if you're the opponent, how do you deal with that situation? It's hard to even describe what that experience was like watching those... The emotion of the crowd. The force of the crowd. The factor that that played, her cultural significance, that was a factor on the court for sure. Serena puts on a show. The power of that, the emotion of that, was incredible. She's potentially the most intimidating player in history. <laughs> Serena's on-court celebrations. Um, combine that with the cultural force stuff. It's it is very intimidating, like Roddick said there. Serena Williams did not partake in this documentary, so the fact that they're basing an entire episode around it's kind of interesting. Yikes, you know? How are you gonna make that interesting if you can't talk to Serena? Okay, Ale, you're on your own then. We're back to Tomlanovich. Tomlanovich is going to be the one that ends the Serena career. I can remember. She's the reason I kind of dreamed big. As I guess you, you can make it a little more interesting if you talk to the person that beat Serena for the last time. I saw this. We're talking to our John Noble lookalike again. Her dad, Tomlanovich's dad. She showed me this passion. My dream was to help her. In that journey. Use the spin and mix things up. That's exactly it. Her dad tells her in a coaching session. To move to the States because of tennis. I knew that if we are going to States, I will not go work in Croatia. I was a professional athlete and I played handball. That's what I did for a living. The life was good. No, oh, her dad was, was a, hand, a professional handball player. Interesting. I'm going to have to look that up. Let's look that up right now. Then I said, look, she wants that so badly. She's good. She's talented. I mean, what kind of parents will be if we don't give her real shot for that? She was eternal and everything. She can hit like this. That's the key. All my parents tried to do was just give me everything possibly that they could so I could, you know, achieve my dreams. So he's 56 now. Uh, 
my dad, I think he could relate to my passion for foreign language Wikipedia page. And I think he loved just seeing me do what I love. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. We're seeing videos and photos of a young Tomlanovich the last minute or so. My dreams come true. Now, all I want to do is make them proud. Round two, 64 players remain. From USDA, Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. He's digging the New York experience. Disappointed for Jay Ali Round two continues with Serena hasn't played a whole lot over the last year, so she will need to defy the odds. Annette Contivate announced her retirement this week. I'm Annette Contivate. I can get into that. Let's find that statement. My current world ranking is number two in the world. I think it's important to be ready for a few things. And, and you know the crowd is going to be on her side a lot. <laughs> a lot, you know, but, but I, th I think you can handle that, you know. And just, just go out and try playing your best tennis, you know. If you're in that match, it would be very nice for you to say something like, this is her ninth, uh, yeah. uh, obviously she's a goat and whatever yeah. comes to obviously. mind, but I think that would be classy. Uh, yeah. So on June 20th, Annette yeah. okay. Contivate posted this statement. Hi friends, today I am announcing that I am ending my career as a competitive athlete. After several doctor's visits and consultations with my medical team, I have been advised that I have lumbar, lumbar disc degeneration in my back. This does not allow for full-scale training or continued competition. Therefore, it is impossible to continue at the top level in such a highly competitive field. Tennis has given and taught me a lot, and I am very grateful for that. It has been important for me to bring the Estonian flag to the tennis courts and to be able to play in front of my supporters and fans all over the world. I am ready for new challenges after my last effort as a professional tennis player to enjoy the game and compete as hard as I can at Wimbledon. Thank you everyone for your continuous support, Annette. Definitely sad. Tennis is hard with those injuries. She was world number two a year ago, as they just said in the documentary. She didn't do that well when she was at the top of the game. I think the pressure got to her, but it could have been these injuries as well. She's only 27. That is unfortunate. She's ranked number 79 now. Let's take a look at her recent activity. Uh, 2022, first round Roland Garros, second round Wimbledon. Uh, Second round U.S. Open. Lost to Serena, as we're finding out now. Uh, this year only has... Uh, doesn't say, actually. This year, uh, second round Australian Open. First round Roland Garros. Nothing really to speak of. Down from number two to number 79. 
in just a eight or nine month span. So, wish her all the best going forward. It's interesting on Contivate, all the uh, social media posts I've seen this week basically are, oh, it's such a shame, she was a nice girl, and it wasn't about her tennis at all. So to me, just to be blunt, she did not really leave that much of a tennis legacy. Just putting that out there. Serena is the winner. Serena beat a number two seed at a Grand Slam. Off the street, basically. There was a feeling at the time, like, should Serena stop? Maybe she can get back to this level every week. But I think the emotions of the whole situation definitely factored into her getting a couple wins that week. I think in a week-in, week-out situation... She would continue to play not great as she had before this match here. Serena made the right choice. Coming back, you were out for a year, and you just beat the number two player in the world. It was just super overwhelming, like I never want to do this again. But Osa said that a few episodes ago. Everyone's going, is she going to win this thing? Like, that's how quickly... But that's what the media does. ...because of the greatness that, that Serena's shown. And you said to me going into this match, the celebration continues. So looking ahead, what can we expect for round three? It's going to be another competitive match. Now up against Isla Tomilanovic. Fuck. <laughs> like, wow. Shit, like, I... I'm playing Serena. Arthur Ashe in the third round at 7 p.m. on a Friday night. It's a very difficult mental assignment. It's as tough as it gets. How? She just beat Annette. Dealing with that is extremely difficult. You have to acknowledge that it's a bit... I'm definitely not ashamed to lose to Serena, but handling the crowd and everything else was very difficult, says Contivate. I think that might have been the hardest part about the whole thing. And she's weeping. Thank you. Contivate had a very short press conference. One question. press conference after, and I mean, she was in tears. The one thing I would say about that is the tournament on the advertising boards on the side of the court they put the the greatest of all time on this on every side of the court competitive disadvantage that's not fair guys are you ready for this video 
Tomlanovich is walking down the street in Manhattan. Tomlanovich is looking at a video on her phone walking down the street. Going to a corner Starbucks. That's pretty cool. Now they're at some kind of food place, breakfast place. No, this is my first time playing on Ash. Isn't this really hard? It's steep, isn't it? Tomlanovich is talking to Felix Auger Aliassime for some reason. Are they romantically involved? I'm not aware of that. Bye. Different countries. What on earth is happening out here at the moment? <laughs> Something pretty special. It's mind-boggling. She's turning 41 next month. And is that is this is this an excerpt from the tennis podcast, or is that something from David Law's BBC radio commentary? Okay, night before the match. Tomlanovich is at a restaurant. Eating the bread. Players in a restaurant ordering food. Again, we've seen this multiple times. We played match and there were like 5,000 people. They are throwing everything on you, like, you know? So the guys are beating you and you have to win the match. Yeah, professional handball, that still interests me. What is handball? I don't, I don't really know. Let's find out. Handball is a team sport in which two teams of seven players each, six outcourt players and a goalkeeper, pass a ball using their hands with the aim of throwing it into the goal of the opposing team. A standard match consists of two periods of 30 minutes and the team that scores more goals wins. Modern handball is played in a court of 40 meters by 20 meters with a goal in the middle of each end. day of the match. I'm going to let that Everett comment about what she said just hang out there. I'm not going to comment on that. 
of history no matter what. Oh, there's I don't think I've ever been part of history. Tomlanovich. Looks like Tomlanovich is staying right in downtown Times Square. Or, you know, she's staying at Times Square. She's looking out and she saw a uh, electronic ad that had Serena in it. There's a book on her nightstand, You Are a Badass. more fearless than usually just because there is a chance that I could get overwhelmed and intimidated. I just want to go out there and have no doubts. Interesting how she's setting herself up for all this failure, but she actually wins the match in the end. She's overcoming all this doubt. I will tell you one thing, what is for sure. We're not bullshitting each other, right? If you don't enjoy the moment, you will regret all your life for that. I will enjoy every moment. Yeah. For the third night in a row, we've got Serena Williams headlining the night session. It's all the talk. I just see people, everyone tweeting about it. We had, you know, VP Harris tweeting about it. We have LeBron. Everyone is talking about Serena right now. And it's this absolute love fest. At that point, no more nice girl attitude. And I'll tell you something, don't allow yourself to be a part of her show. It's her show, obviously. Don't be a part of her show. We have our show. Her dad tells her, okay, you didn't come here to be in her shadow. No, you came here to win. You came here to remove her and to retire her. She just ha it's really important, okay? And she just has kind of a deer in the headlights look about that. Isla Tonjanovic is going to try to stop Serena Williams inside Arthur Ashe Stadium. I'm going on a court where nobody wants me to win. I'm playing the greatest of all time. Fuck me. But then I see the pressure is a privilege sign. And I think as much as this is about Serena, this is such a big moment in my career. New York, please welcome Isla Tomlanovich. And I just want to... Tomlanovich touched that sign before she went on the court. That was nice. I don't want to look up because I don't want to see how full the stadium is. I'm going to take my time with my wristbands. I'm going to retie my shoes. That's interesting. Looking at the crowd. Again, announcing her as the greatest of all time before the match. I, I, I have a problem with that competitively. Yeah, it is as big as it gets. just how ready. Ila Tomjanovich is to meet this moment. Serena Williams Serena starts this match. Everything I've done prior to this doesn't matter anymore because this is the exact moment that I've been waiting for. 
Serena is very relaxed out there. And that was an emphatic return. Serena Williams is broken. Whatever nerves I was feeling, they're gone. This match is mine to play. So good. Just terrific play from Isla Tomjanovic. Often you hear athletes speak about pressure or nervousness leading up to an event, but when the game starts, they find their groove. Sounds like that's what happened to Tomlanovic here. Because obviously they've spent so much time in their careers playing these games that once it starts, there's a certain level of comfort or a certain lack of variables that can happen during the points. The crowd would obviously be a huge variable well, that during a point does not matter quite as much. I could genuinely win this match. But I don't want my mind to go there. Yeah, it's a hard mental test. One game at a time. One point at a time. to this second set for Serena Williams. Ace for Serena. I wish I could describe this noise. The crowd goes absolutely nuts to the point where I can't even hear my own thoughts. Tomjanovic playing about 24,000 people. And I want to scream back at everybody. There's a lot of rage that I'm feeling. I'm going to lose my composure. I'm going to show everyone my weakness. And a set point. You just screwed up. Serena wins the second set. This is the difference between Serena being Serena and me being me. Serena runs away with matches like this in a third set. Tomonovic puts the towel over her head. Maybe trying to block things out like she was at the start of the match. The one that decides how you win or lose this match. Time for the third set. You can do this, Sarah. Be brave.
This is everything I've ever dreamed of. Playing Serena on a stage like this. Getting her to a point where she feels like she has to bring out everything. This is not your standard third round tennis match. The quality is exceptional. No one in Ash will ever forget the fact that they got to be here for this. Match point. Match point for Tom Lanovic. Tom Lanovic's reputation in the past is that she's not a good closer. Serena knows that reputation, right? dramatic music it's a miss you don't have to have it at this moment it's kind of annoying I find it annoying or unnecessary the greatest match of Alia Tabjanovic's life against the greatest of all time When Robin Soderling beat Rafa Nadal, Soderling left the court first. That's the only time I've ever seen something like that. Tomlanovic could have left the court first and let Serena have it, but she chose not to do that. Interesting, huh? I wonder if the media partners told her to stay out there or wanted her to stay out there or whatever. But if I was the player, I would consider not doing my interview you know, beat Serena, leave the court 20 seconds later. That would have been kind of cool. Shout out to Robin Soderling for doing that when he beat Rafa all those years ago.
it's never had a, such a big win and had to like keep it, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Hopefully she really retired. Then you have one zero with her. Positive score, head to head. Ow! What ow? You know what? Now you put the bar here. Yeah, but why do I feel so like conflicted? I don't know. I feel Conflict like, because yeah. you like her so much, and you said that she, you beat her, but you're too, you're too nice. I'm not too okay. nice because I wasn't too nice when I played. No, no, no. You play great. Yeah. But my point is, now you set the bar. You know what you set the bar for? What? Enjoying the moment. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I told you I will enjoy. Did I say? You played so well. That's probably the proudest moment in my career. I just proved to myself that I belong here. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good ending. Coming up on the next episode... U.S. Open Part Two, I think. Interesting. So they're they're gonna wait till now to get into the Sviantec story, because she is not featured very heavily. She's gonna be making her debut in Episode Nine. That's an interesting choice. I'll save my thoughts on Sviantec for the next episode. Yeah, Tiafo made the semis. They'll be covering that. It's hard not to root for him. He's going to play Rafa on Arthur Ashe at the U.S. Open. The biggest night in the American's career. Well, you like goddamn. <laughs> yeah, so that's episode eight. I got nothing to say. There's going to be a lot of... There was a lot of silence in this one for me. Sorry about that, listener. But I didn't want to... I think, you know... Doing the meta thing about about mentioning that while it's happening. I'm kind of going to try to stop doing that. I'm just going to let it speak for itself. Yeah. What I was seeing on the screen... Didn't lead me to discuss anything. And the tangential things, like... When Contivate came up taken a couple minutes to just discuss her results and stuff. There was a little bit of that here, but there wasn't that much that interested me. It's... Ten episodes might be too many. Maybe it should have been five instead. It's too much. It's... I did not like it.